on the tee, Jack Nicholas. This is the minute the millions around the world have waited for. We will allow you to enjoy all of this. They are dancing in the pubs of Dublin. Harrington with an ace. And we have a shining star at sunset. Rory continues his run to greatness. The return to glory. Hi guys, welcome back to the Bogeyman podcast with Johnny and Dave. Johnny, how are you? We are post-victory for Shane. He finally has broken the three-year duck. He has, yeah. It's funny, do you know what? I was thinking, um, there's a that performance podcast that Shane was on a few months ago, a few weeks ago now at this point, where he speaks about the fact that his career in his career he has won every three years or so and winning this week was just absolute testament to that he was also saying that you know winning every three years or so is not good enough at that level of golf so uh, i'm gonna hold him to that and i want him to win more i said duck um i i didn't mean it was post open championship duck like he hasn't obviously won since um since 2019 but that segues perfectly perfectly into our our guys at quack it does indeed very nicely done um yes so the the women's irish open is coming up this week both you and i will be at that and both of us are going to be sporting the new yes camo gear if you can see us that is obviously camo will be in the green it will be two floating heads yes if if you can find us we will be there um their new gear is actually really really nice i'm looking forward to kind of getting to sport it properly now in public for the first time. I mean, kind of walking around the house, just wearing the camo gear and just feeling like I'm like a, in a SWAT team or something, just moving right, around the house. Life. Yes, exactly. Jumping out of scaring her. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, I yeah, do that are, all the time. We are going to be going down there. And you, yeah, we are going to be there. We are going to be in it. You can get onto it too. So guess your, the summer sale is actually over there now, but that doesn't matter because you do have discount with us by entering the bogeyman. Uh, B-O-G-E-Y-M-E-N at checkout and you'll get your 15% off which is pretty much like summer's sale all year round really isn't it that's it yeah you're not going to get that kind of value the, the gear is already very affordable so that plus your 15% you're uh, you're laughing I, they did have something up there and it was interesting they have this like it's not a Sunday bag as such it's a double strapped canvas carry bag super light I think they call mm-hmm. it the Springer and they actually have, I just saw um, it come up right, only about an hour ago on my email. And they actually have a sale on that too. So you'll actually pick up a pretty cool bag for about a hundred bucks, which is like a bag. The bag is very, very cool. Very. When they when they were first talking about putting it out or being out to market, the, uh, the demand was, was massive. And then the bag is just, it's a lot cooler in person. Very cool. But um, so the weekend, it was a belter. It was, it was so good. It was, but like, let's let's go back. It started pretty early in the week. In fairness, in terms of the entertainment that Shane was providing, because his one of his uh, pro am partners, who's a friend of his from Ballycumber, just outside Athlone, my hometown, like hit the shot of the pro am. It was unbelievable. Oh, that, that was <laughs> a rocket! Like, and we are talking a rocket straight out of the hosel. I've never seen a ball move that fast after coming off the hosel. It went right fast. 
it was like honestly it was amazing and what i what i really enjoyed because we got to watch it more or less in in real time unfold so shane put out the the tweet of the video and said whoever owns the you know whoever's windshield windscreen got smashed uh send me a dm and we'll search out and then just in the beauty of the internet on my twitter feed basically at the exact same time a journalist from today's golfers goes oh thanks so much to whoever smashed my windscreen and the amount of people me included that got onto him go yeah get on to shane get on to shane get on to shane and it was so so fun it's like i'm actually looking at it here it was like he, like he really commits to it so they've obviously had a really good drive right down to the right into a good spot on on 18 and he's a good player so robbie cannon who uh we don't we both quite good mates with was actually following them in the group he said he was like a couple over for the round this guy i think his name is brian guinan yeah and he uh he said he was playing really really well uh and then this happened and apparently it was like they were falling around the fairway laughing and i so i i am like a really good theory on this is that i reckon there was just so much crack going on in the lead up to this probably fueled a lot by what, what just happened that like spirits were probably really really high in the camp do you know what i mean like yeah. it had that kind of feel robbie was over there neil manship was there he had a few friends over in the pro-am uh family were there and like do you know when all of these things kind of come together and put you in a good mindset now in fairness i did have a, another friend of him who played with him the week before at a corporate two and he basically kind of said back him because he's playing the golf of his life. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, like we've we've known Shane has been playing unbelievable golf all year. Yeah. Like he should he should have won the Honda that that rainstorm came along that completely fucked him over. But he, that man has been playing unbelievable golf. But you're dead right. I think going into like Shane's, he's like a form racehorse. You know, if he goes into an event and he's he's happy, he's calm, he's got his mates around him, he's having a bit of fun. He's he's like just he's gold. You can't you can't catch him. And he has form there, which yeah. obviously is is a huge thing. And I don't know. I just felt that it was um, when uh, not not to go too far into the Sunday, but I think like as things were set up and you we kind of tipped away nicely in the first few days and kind of let everyone shoot their shot early. Um, people ran out into into quick leads. It was like Hovland, Rory, etc. Were doing pretty pretty low things and even like taylor gooch was <laughs> there thereabouts and i think the mindset was probably quite like let's go after this and i don't mean that he had just a jovial sense to him throughout the whole week because they're like the live interview then on the wednesday where yeah. he like really nailed his colors to the mass there and that was kind of like right down to business now he's like i really don't like having these here and i'm gonna go and beat them and that like this kind of created a bit of a perfect storm and maybe we're overanalyzing all of this stuff but, but i think I when all of these things happen and go right at the right time in a place that he likes look it's 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 magic the way it's the way it all unfolded yeah and i mean like it's it's just like 2019 where where everyone was just so delighted from obviously it's not quite as big big as 2019 somewhere near as big as it's big though. It's I mean I I I put the the question out there on on Instagram of how big this is, and it's it it goes Port Rush, Baltray, this in terms of chain wins. Also, 
what it does is I think that nearly guarantees him straight that he's going to go into the Ryder Cup. Oh yeah, straight I, away. I, yeah, I, I, I would have thought so for sure. I think I think we're 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 getting ahead of probably Wentworth as a week, but I I think absolutely that have having a win. It's like it was the first Ryder Cup counting event for the season. Yep, for the Ryder Cup season, I guess. So he's instantly just got a head start. All he needs to do is on the Ryder European Tour points because obviously that's a European Tour event that's probably his best way of qualifying for the team is he just needs some solid Rolex series events with results because he's got the win ahead of him yeah well look I, I, I mean, do like, he doesn't he doesn't need to be playing the Italian Open doesn't need to be playing kind of your standard European tour events to well, make the team yeah. if he uh, if I... he has like top 10s now in the Rolex series events which he's going to play in Abu Dhabi and Dubai and he's going to play in Scottish He's going. He's going to play those events anyway. So if he has good results in those, he's pretty much got his his uh, position in the team locked up. Yeah. Well, look, they they obviously have gone to the extended picks as well for for the captain for for Luke Donald. So look, if he if he if by some freak chance that he did miss, like this is obviously you get a win at the biggest event uh, on the calendar and within the calendar year of the actual Ryder Cup. In account in the first county event, like you're you're pretty much <laughs> you're pretty much guaranteed, um, and all of those events, like obviously Rory, Matt Fitz are all in Italy this week. I'd say they just want to see the course and competition, really, because they haven't before. Which is actually I'm surprised that there's a few more that has haven't haven't gone. Um, so am I. Yeah. Yeah, I thought, but look, I think the <laughs> the Italian Open. I see it as a bit of a lucky general in a way uh, of an event because. It's a tiny, tiny, tiny verse. Um, and yes, we have the full, like, a, as strong a European contingent as you as you may have thought. But when you dig into it a bit more, it's like a lot of these guys have never played this in competition, so they actually need to go out and see it. Um, so it's interesting as well because, like, the Italians would tell, would tell you golf isn't like, especially in like the Rome region, golf isn't a particularly big sport. Like, perfect example is. The event's free to the public. Yeah. Like, they, they literally could not sell these tickets. They're trying to give them away. And yeah. Roy McElroy's going to play in, in the event and still won't be able to give away the tickets. Yeah. So like, it's it's not a big event on the European tour. No, it's not. Um, And I'll actually be out there to see it in a month's time as well. So I'm going to get an, kind of an on-the-ground look at it with the with an event that we have for work. So it'll be interesting to see like what the logistics are like because Rome is a, night, it's a nightmare logistically and all this kind of stuff. But I, I don't know. Um, I think it was quite a surprise when, when we heard that they were getting that calibre of feel. But look, it make, makes complete sense. It, Rory's obviously never seen the place. I, I can't recall him playing out there. So... Well, no. he said it's the second time he's played in Italy since he was 16 years old um, and he won the amateur event. So he said he's got a 100% record in Italy. 100% record, which he hopes to maintain. And let's face it, the form he showed at the weekends um, would probably lend you to believe that that, that yeah. was going to happen. But look, we kind of went off on the Ryder Cup tangent there, but like, <laughs> let's bring it back into the weekend. So, or the week. So a week where we had... 18 live golfers show up. Um, they were there to disrupt and dismantle and infiltrate and do all of those things. And 
be a nuisance at the players meeting with Keith Pelly and try and trip him up, which they did not succeed at. So that was kind of the preamble to the event. We had John Ram, Rory, Shane all come out with pretty staunch, stark views on the thoughts around those players arriving. And you had Garcia Heredia, who was the first alternate, and he was the one who would have got in, but Taylor Gooch arrived. And good friend of John Rams, like good friend of John Rams, so it all got very personal for people, and everyone just starts to get very entrenched, and that was the canvas by which they started to paint the picture of the tournament on. So you had this, what it was great though, wasn't it? Yeah, like I, I, I know that like Liv is this you know pariah of a tour that people love to be insulted by, but like. It it honestly made the they made the whole week so much fun. Yeah, it did. I, like I really enjoyed it. I thought it was like just having them there. Obviously, Sergio was there to disrupt, and so was so were Pulse and stuff of like that. And the fact that it got Billy Horschel riled up, like the fact it got Shane to have a pretty honest interview with with Jamie Weir and saying like, yeah, you know, I'm not going to go for dinner with these guys who I used to go out for and go out for drinks with and go out for dinners with like I don't want them here um I that's, had, like that's so good I love that like you need I, a bit more of that there was parts of it now that I just was like would you ever fuck off like okay I'm I don't like Ian Poulter I seriously don't like uh, Sergio Garcia and what Sergio did was just a pain in the ass like shoot 76 flies back to a college game in, in Texas like that just is Sergio Sergio just turned into the world's greatest dickhead um, but so someone like Ian Poulter okay so how, like how many Ryder Cups like a lot <laughs> like has always done and played an awful lot now I know he's been a PGA Tour member for a long time but always would have played his minimum events every single year on the European Tour oh yeah arrives at every event wears the colours of normally the first day wears the colours of the national flag kind of makes an effort he's a, he is a bit of a nose in fairness like people we, we, he rubs people up the wrong way but to see like like him, him getting lectured by Billy Horschel probably about showing up here like as in who has more of a right here to be lecturing one or the other about? Now, is that I, I, yeah. I assume there's two different types of live golfers. There is yeah. your members, Lee Westwood, yeah. except uh, Ian Poulter, and then there's like Taylor Gooch and I don't Abe know, Answer, like Abe Abraham Answer. He probably it was like Wentworth. What's what, <laughs> what's a what's a Wentworth? Like you know, it just. Uh, yeah, it, it just was it just was weird, but it just allowed everyone to really entrench their uh their positions. And then like it kicks off and then it nearly stops, obviously, with everything that happened in, in the UK with the Queen, etc. And then we get reduced to a, the irony of all ironies, a 54 hole tournament. <laughs> it's so funny. So funny. Like not not. Was, not, not the death was, thing. That was less, death, less funny. Just the fact that it went to 54 hours after Rory's snidey comments around uh around them being tired on, on the 72nd, uh on, on the fourth round. Um he probably needs to tone that kind of back there. He's 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 gone there, he's done it. He just probably needs to leave the well's that. dry on those jokes. The well sure. and then like Wentworth is playing soft and they're firing absolute 
darts at everything, um, like a complete birdie fest. Like when we think that the winning score was 17 under after uh, kind of forget that. It's like they could have like like we're talking 24, 25 under here, like really. Like John Ram shoot 62, like was nine under for eleven holes on the back on Sunday. Imagine if he had another day. <laughs> what he would have done. He could have been like he could have been 26, 25, 26 under. And people would be going, oh, the death of one of the great courses on the European tour. And there wasn't even a word about that because it was completely overshadowed by the entertainment value of what Sunday brought. And I think we can just talk about Sunday outside of everything. Yeah, I think geez, there's lots, there's lots to go into there. Um, I, I, I thought the, the irony of it being a 54 hole event was, was not lost on a lot of people. Um, I, th- I think probably more jokes could have been made about it by the live people, to be honest. I think that they were actually quite quiet and quite reserved when it came to what Dot Roy's comments were in hindsight. Um, I think Billy Horschel, uh, you know, I don't think he was saying like Lee Westwood and Ian Poulter and Sergio have no right being here. Not even, you know, I don't even think he was probably saying that about Patrick Reed because to be fair, Patrick Reed has played in probably just as many, if not more, European Tour events than Billy Horschel. I think it's it was probably, uh, definitely not speaking for Billy here, but directed at the likes of Taylor Gooch, Abe Anser, and you know the rest of them. I, I do appreciate, though, as someone who's very concerned about the well-being of the DP World Tour, I do appreciate that he cares as much about it. And I saw Taylor Gooch put out that tweet saying he's played like six times in the last six years but like the most of those times are actually in the last like, year and a half as well so like Billy's yeah Billy's looking after himself and playing Abu Dhabi and Dubai he's playing the big events but like you know he obviously seems to care enough about these events because Shane winning 1.36 million that's probably, like you, you'd win more on the Fortinet this week you know so it's not just a, a money thing also I'd much rather play that desert swing from the DP World Championships right through to January than go to the Fortinet or whatever they <laughs> or the equivalent, whatever do you yeah. know what I mean? starts this week. Like there's probably some bullshit tournament that they have running at the same time as DP World Tour. Like for sure. Uh, the World Tour Championship. The, so yeah, like, the insert uh, bank name here, championship. Insert tax dodging company here, like sponsorship to our event, sponsored event where like you could go and, and play against some, like in fairness, you're playing against all the top players in Europe for proper money, like 1.3 million last week um, for, for that tournament that was in, um, in, in Wentworth as part of the Rolex series, DP World Tour Championships, which he has come over and played on numerous occasions. It's, it, it makes complete sense. And then he, the bigger tournaments that are on in, in January. So to me, it just it makes a lot of sense that he, he will go and he will go and play that. Like whether he's invite, like whether he has an invite or whether it's a it's a sponsor piece. Grand, like I know he's Velocity Global, which sounds like something from sounds like the parent company for Globo Gym from Dodgeball. <laughs> it uh, it it makes look. It's it's. I would prefer it. Like Dubai, that time of year is great. Like oh, great, yeah. do that. So like Gucci's can comment from some social media exec on the live side like didn't bear any fruit like he he's 
he is a bit of a no more than Patrick Reed. He's a, he's a pretty much a staple on the European tour schedule from November to January. Yeah, and I, look, I I love that. I think more more of that really from my side, and I think it's also just a a stepping stone into DP World Tour and PGA Tour becoming a global golf league where guys will play okay. certain amount of events at one time of the year on the DP World, DP World Tour then they move over to the States and then they move back to the DP World Tour because yeah the Middle East is warmer in January than Chicago is <laughs> you know this is very simple guys are going to play where the weather's better um yeah it's all right give me give me more of that give me more Billy Horschel as well I think it also just strengthens strengthens the tour having guys like that it it gives the tour it cry it's giving the tour it's crying out for what the tour needs and that is highly ranked players to come because on the world rankings um on their scale so last week at at Wentworth given all of the star power that was perceived to be there obviously um I think the this the scale of it. I think you can get up to about sixty points or something like that from a world rankings perspective. It was at about thirty eight or thirty nine. I think the Fortinet this week is at like 36. Okay. So that gives you an idea. Now, as big as all the Rolex events is, the first crack out from a uh, from a perspective of the PGA Tour um, means that it's, yeah, it, it it just needs these people. Like it needs Taylor Gooch nearly to come over and do, do this because his results actually popped him back into the top 30 in the world, got him exactly what he wanted. And he's going to make the Masters because he'd be in the, where he, there's no way he can fall out of the top 50 between yeah. now and then. Because, again, because of his high finish here, he's actually going to be in the race to Dubai uh, um, contention. So it's not the last time we've seen him. No. And again, I mean, let's say the DP World Tour and the PGA Tour don't merge into this global tour. Like, we, 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 we need him. I'm going, to, I'm going to speak on behalf of the tour here like we as Europeans need Taylor Gooch to continue playing in these events for that exact same reason that like players like Min Woo Lee who had a terrible first day but a really good second day he needs guys like Taylor Gooch and stuff like that to play in the field to bring his potential rise in the world rankings up it's not necessarily for the likes of like Rory or Shane who aren't fans of them being here it's for like guys like Bob McIntyre who want to make the Ryder Cup team he needs to play in events that Taylor Gooch is going to be in because Taylor Gooch's world ranking is going to bring up Bob's potential world ranking. Like you look at, so let's take it that we that we again we're talking in the in the plural, but so Thomas Deantry and Dean Burmester both have now PGA Tour cards, so they are going to be gone of like outside of everything from other Rolex events, they won't be there anymore. So. That that further dilutes the um the pool from a from that rankings perspective. So as you said, like it won't be. I, I don't think it'll be too long before it's kind of a lot of the that live crowd are, are going to are going to arrive and be that be that DJ and be that the group of South Africans or Wakim Neiman or or those people who still have. Who still have those ranking points and they're going to use it in the in the way in the best way they can. But the weird part is is that it actually benefits the it will benefit the European tour by them doing that. I know that people don't like that they're there and Shane doesn't like that they're there, but that's fine for Shane because Shane can go and get his ranking points 
elsewhere. And, um, yeah, as he put, as he moves into the top twenty in the world now, he's just like like flo- floating through. Um, the great yeah, irony so- is that like Shane and Rory are probably only going to be at the same events that these live guys are yeah, because they're going to play at the PGA Tour events and they're only going to come in for the Rolex ones. So they're all going to be there, like, you know, insulted by one another's presence. Whereas your, your week in, week out European guys are like, well, like, we'll see them just as often as we see you. Like, and this is the weird thing about it. Um, because I said it's a mutually beneficial agreement, even though both sides are doing it effectively under duress. One side is doing it because there's a court case. And the other side is the other side is only doing it because they have to. Um so like so that, that like the, the amount of stuff that was going on in the background behind this tournament was just it was soap opera level. And then the golf like finally kicks back in on Sunday and it does all the talking yeah. for it. Like, and I mean all the talking, like you had everything. You had an early run from Ram who posted a number that Patrick Reed before that. Patrick Reed went into the lead before that. And then Ram came behind him. And Patrick Reed was 63 on Sunday, like gets it in at 14. And everyone's like, oh, Jesus, this might not be good. And then John Ram rides in on his big white horse and shoots a 62. As I said, a nine under for his last 11. <laughs> like, that's just like that place is not that easy. Um, So he like he jumps in on 16 and all of a sudden there's a proper like that's I think Laura Davies said it like oof like that went in and she was like that's a proper number by the way I love her commentary I think it's brilliant she's Um, great yeah I'm a big fan she's really really good and then you basically have Shane kind of been able to chip away but still having to shoot a 65 (laughs) to win it Rory shoots a 67 not holding anything coming down the stretch, like not bad shots. Like he had a lot of 12, 12, 15, 20 footers, including the one in the last. And you're just like, this had everything. Yeah. It was, it was classic Rory Sunday, wasn't it? Where he was so close to being perfect, but his, again, just proximity to the, to the hole. If you compare that to the, the day before the Saturday where he was shooting everything to like six, five, six, seven feet, everything on Sunday was kind of going in around, 11, 12, 13 feet from the hole. Like, and then just had to try and just force like ridiculous puts that just mathematically, you're just not going to be making all of them. How the put on 18 didn't go in uh, was just... Oh. It was... like I, I, I don't know how that didn't go in. And like he played it in such a conservative way. But now I know he, dri- he would drive himself into trouble. Obviously, it takes three wood, rips it. Oh, just go back and look at that second shot and just watch. And no more than what I said about Shane's pro partner, how quickly that ball went off the club face. Just listen to it on repeat. You just like, in terms of how how good the, the actual play was to to give himself that put. Do you know what I think was an underrated shot from his last couple of holes? Actually, was a second shot on seventeen. Seventeen, the tree wood from under the trees. Under the trees, like that was unbelievable. Like it was, I wish we got that low shot that we got for Shane's second shot on, on the Saturday. Um, like to see what way that flew because that looked like it came out like an absolute 
rocket and it obviously did because he had 300 to the front and he put it like 15 yards short like out of uh like literally a bare under tree line um but actually do you know what i really love the coverage from that perspective i don't know does that course i think audibly it offers something that other places don't i think with the trees you want because it's so tree line that it's almost like reverberates the sound yeah and yeah. then Could be something as well a lot because the trees are so tall like and like huge that you get an awful lot of low camera follow the ball flight type shots or sure. type camera shots which gives you like a like a perception on how players move it and i i, I thought it, yeah i thought it was pretty i thought it was pretty special and it just led it just made for absolutely ridiculously good watching yeah i, I so i was i was in rome for the weekend and I was in the Rome airport, just watching it on my phone. And I was like, saying to, to, saying to Megan, I was like, if Shane wins this, I, I may actually just lose my mind here in the airport. Just just be just be aware that this might happen. Um, and then when when Rory Nuni made that putt, I was like, oh my god, this could be this could be dramatic. It was proper, like ah, mm. uh, and oh, like can you imagine it came down to a playoff between the two? Yeah, I don't know necessarily if I would have wanted that. I was, I think, I think Rory no. probably probably would have, like, I don't want to say Rory would have won that, but I kind of liked the the drama of the ball not going in and Shane, like Shane was like, you know, when they met up afterwards, he's like, "That's one one here now." You know, you you've won enough. You've won enough already. I get, uh, yeah, I do get that, but I would have loved the playoff because they'd have to go back down eighteen, and they play eighteen in two very, very, very different ways. You see. Shane hits driver, so gets right down to the front. So he had like two sixteen five iron, as he was saying. He had to he had to properly start stand on it to get it there. And then Rory is at like two forty three, but gone in with like four iron, two forty three or something ridiculous. I think it was four he went in with. Yeah. So you're you've got the normal advantage that Rory was having. He doesn't have. He's to play from further back. Like there's a whole lot of intrigue and in the way it all work out. And then obviously the two friends going down, going at it. Um, like I don't worry for Rory in the way that a read or not worry, but root for Rory in the same way to get that win. I'll root for Rory to get the major win. Yeah, but I really wanted Shane to get that kind of monkey off the back of of not having won since since twenty nineteen, and and that's just that's just how it like how it all transpired. Um, it could have yeah. been a case of another seven hole playoff though. Oh. <laughs> but there was an issue, I think, with light as well. They were like, they and were fog, yeah. Light. And I think there was a lot of things. I don't think they really wanted the tournament organizers didn't want it. Because, like, imagine having to call the two of them back the next day to finish it off and yeah. how much of a pain in the head that'd be. It's going to be um, a 54 plus event. It turned into a 72 on. They should just let them go out and play full 18 and done it like Shell's Magical World of Golf or a wonderful 18 hole playoff. 18 hole playoff with the two boys. Um, Mike them up, do the whole lot, and make them have a pint every three holes and see <laughs> see where they finish. But no, it was like it was so so good. And then like you top it off with the news that comes across, like another win for Pork Harrington as well. And you've oh. got you've got you've just had a lot of social media stuff happening. Mm. Like really, you had Shane doing his "I'm the PGA Champ" and this is my first drink piece. Yeah, which, which <laughs> Bo Martin just takes over. <laughs> So if anyone hasn't seen it, watch it. And then you have Porek trying to call him at half three in the morning 
on the perception that he was probably in bed. It's like if you saw the photo that he had in his own uh, social media. So <laughs> uh, yeah. So like you, you had this like to me, it would have been if you were a social media manager for the European Tour, it's like, it's like just best day ever. Best, best day ever. Oh, Easiest week of your life. Easiest week of your life because it was just handed to you on a plate. Do you want to go into, into Porik next? I didn't see much of it. I just know that he won again. He went out with all the caddies uh, afterwards. Bought all yeah, the beers. Bought him all the beers. Yeah. See, I, I, I think, I think Porik needs to just be competing, not on the Champions Tour. Like he's. Well, he said that. He said he's up there. He needs to be. He needs to be on the main tour. But I was surprised. Now he said there was. He did that interview and he said, "Listen, he, he didn't know whether he wasn't ready or he chickened out." But he said, "I'd say he still didn't know." And after he won, he may have gone. Mm. Now he said that Wentworth isn't somewhere that he has done particularly well at. Now I would have thought it would have suited him because lengthwise, he hits it long. He still. hits it long. He's hitting it longer but than he ever has. Ever has, and he could still. So he so he could take advantage. It's more, it would would be the point. Um. But as he, he, he I, I always wonder, was he just a little bit conflicted in terms of uh in terms of how much he wants to to bite off in terms of the in terms of the competition? And he said that he was like, uh, like is the game the game's good, but is it European tour good or Rolex series good as opposed to Champions Tour? And like it's clearly Rolex series good here, like so Easily. yeah, like go for it like do, do you know what be like so imagine he pulls together uh, like an impressive string of results which obviously his game is very much capable of doing at the moment like he's only fit he's only just turned 50 really he's like he's he's a pup yeah <laughs> but imagine he goes and transfers that form onto the european tour and starts right starts all of a sudden like ringing up these like top tens and top fives and maybe and maybe trying to win Ah, look, I mean, you know where I'm going with this, like. I mean, he, he could play himself back into a Ryder Cup team if he if he has the year that I think he probably could have. Well, if you think about it, so think of the think of the Ryder Cup dynamic now at the moment. Okay, you have Rory, John Ram as the two, and Tommy Fleetwood as the two with the uh, three with the most experience. Yeah, and Matt Fitz, but he's had two. Oh well, no, bad. no, like he's I'm had talking... two very bad Ryder Cups, though. So yeah, that's... so uh, we're talking about like people who've won, and then you you're missing another. Yeah, you 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 lose, you lose the experience of um, Sergio Poltz, Westwood, Keimer, Luke Donald's now captain, so he's you know whatever. But they don't. They won't be even there in a like. A vice captaincy yeah. capacity. So, like, there's a whole dart of experience that has been eliminated out of this. So, like, who, like, who, for, who in Europe is winning at the moment? Well, Rory's doing. Rory's winning. Harrington is winning, and everyone else is like not. Like John Rams for him has been unbelievable. Matt Fitz has obviously got his major. Tommy really hasn't like has just had a bad, having a bad week. Look, but look, that was, he's having was, a, he's having a bad time personally as well personally, his mom like, just died and stuff like mom that. just died he moved to dubai etc so like huge like upheavals in your life so it's going to take all that time to to settle and and and, and fit in so but he's definitely going to be there so 
like go for it like if you're hunting like you're thinking do you know what i am going to pick my tournament and i am going to really like challenge for um like challenge for for trophies in places i know that i can that i can yeah like when when i followed him at the irish open this year you know like length is not a problem we, we know that he made that run as well early in the weekend where he was what, like like six or seven under through the front line eventually or something like that and then obviously it all felt felt the pass on the 10th hole but it's it's absolutely still there the game is 100 still there i would love to see him i think he should i think he, i need i think he needs to get back onto the european tour compete now i mean you know maybe he doesn't he doesn't hasn't maybe he just doesn't have the heart for it. And he's just like, you know what? Yeah, cool. I'll keep winning here on the Champions Tour. You know, I'm sure he's making just as much money, if not more money, than that more. tour. So maybe he's like, this is a very easy living for me right now. Play half the events realistically because he wins so many of them that he, he can afford to now just take loads of weeks off. But like, look, if you if you have that competitive drive, that like, I mean, we all know that's a pork thrives off of or thrived off of is is being the best and working really hard at it if he still has that work in yeah go for it like because you know he, i i honestly think you'd make that team if you look at some of the other good european players like victor hovland now two events very recently he's been in position to do something here yeah. and at the open uh, that's two events where he hasn't done anything and then you look at younger guys who you would look at possibly being a rookie like they're not like no one's really standing up and putting their hand up like to be honest they're just not and, and this is where this is where I, I just thought it was a little bit so so say Marco Simone this week for example now I know he's obviously in the US look he wasn't going to make it back and be in good shape to, to, to play this tournament but of course it's just over 7,200 yards which so short to them yeah. uh on the on the course that that it's that it's that the event is going to be at and you've just got like a pretty good chance of of like you clearly have form so why not but look that that's that in itself is a uh a debate for another day as to as to what events he should play and should target or does he see himself doing that i'm, I'm sure he does what does he have the the drive? Well, that was it, it was just that interview that that like conflicted element to his interview where he was, Do I have the game to do this? Or am I like or what level is my game at where I can really, really compete? And I was just like going, Well, you're not gonna find that out by not doing it. So mm. <laughs> get back get back to get back to Europe and go play. Like it's like for like in terms of financial reward. Um, like I think it was two million dollars for last week. It's three million euros this week for, for Italy. So, like, go for go for it. And it's just now it'd be harder one here. I I do feel. I think like the depth of field is obviously is strong, but like go for it. But that's why I think I like. Yeah, we we can very very clearly see he has the game. But I I I think it all comes down to whether he just has that grind anymore in him. Whether he just. Whether he wants to, like, do you remember that when he won the Portugal Open a couple of years ago, he had to like just work his ass off for that. Maybe he but just he, doesn't want to do that anymore. Well, I, I, think, I I'd respect that as well. As well, like at fifty fifty one, 
if you're like you know i can i can work my ass off against a field of 130 players who are you know very very good golfers or i can well like it's fifth win now on the champion store but do you remember he had to do that for one of the very very recent ones like came under real pressure to grind out the win and it was like it seemed to be they're like oh, I, I can still do this and yeah, and, and he just can. He knows he can. I, like, I think the next time we see him is in Dunhill. I think he's back for that, isn't it? I believe. Um, in uh, And that's obviously the three with the three courses for the Pro-Am. So does that kickstart what he's going to do? I'd say he'll be around for Dubai then. And Dunhill's that's a thing. grim event to come back for. Like, <laughs> like I, I know it's a fun one because of the Pro-Am, but like, the weather is always crap. You're playing on three courses. It's a nightmare to watch on TV. I say as a player, the movement around the three courses is just shit. Well, let them deal with it. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't feel too bad for him, but I know it's gonna be pissing rain, sideways wind, and you'll be like, oh yeah, there's parts are shooting three under, two under, one over, whatever. I tell you what, there's a lot of points on offer for it. Yeah. It's like outside of outside of everything to come for the next three months, it's the most points of any um of any event coming. Everything else is at, sitting at like for world's world tour points, it's like four thousand two hundred and fifty. That's like five thousand five hundred. Uh bear in mind the world uh the T World debut tour championship. Is twelve hundred or twelve thousand? So, like, there's there's plenty of there's plenty of there's plenty of loot on on offer in terms of the the Ryder Cup piece. So yeah, so obviously he's back for that. Going to kick off and, and see where see where he ends up. I hate that. I hate that too. Yeah. Ah, uh, look. I think yeah. I think you should do it. Let's do it. We'll start the campaign. Pork to get back onto the Ryder Cup team as a player, not even as a vice captain or anything. I think he needs to play his way back in. Yeah, get them on. Seth and Seth and Shane playing together, unbeatable. Yeah, him, Shane, and Rory again. Oh, he's so good. Imagine he's so good. Unbelievable. Imagine three of twelve, like a quarter of the Ryder Cup team comes from Ireland. That'd be so cool. That'd be mental. Like that'd be sick. And then, like, if you take like the caddies into it as well, you'd have like you know six Irish caddies and six Irish guys in there with the caddies. Um. You'll get one JP will be in there with somebody. No doubt. Victor Perez. Is, is he still on Victor Perez's back? No, I think actually he's not. He's, he's on someone else's at the moment. Yeah. Whose bag is he on? I must check that because that's he was on that bag for, for quite a while. Um and I know that they uh, went well, it was up until last year, actually, yeah. wasn't it? Like, yeah, so- it was um they might have split after, because I think he was going to be on it when Perez was in there for the Ryder Cup team. And then did. We'll have to check that one in. Otherwise, we ignore me. And you're like, oh, yeah, I know. But then there was another Irish winner on the tours this weekend. And fair play to Stuart Grand. Seven playoff holes, and he finally gets a win on the Euro Pro Tour. He's been trending the right way. He had a very, 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 very good year. He won at the K Club as well, uh, for the uh PGA 
in Ireland event up there. So he had a very good win there. He beat out Dermot McElroy after like, yeah, but there was seven of holes. They were the last two for last four holes. And um, it was, it was some good golf, but like fair, fair play to the two of them, a for, for having a very, very good week. But I know Stuart's been, like when we did the battle golf series a couple of years ago with him, a couple of years ago now at this point, he was um basically what rebuilding his swing completely. Yeah, from um, now got back to chipping shots down fairways. Um, he had gone back to that, and look, it's it just obviously started to reap rewards. He is tied fourth, I believe, at the moment as well. So like these things are starting to come. Yeah, and uh, the new school season as well, which obviously is a great time for him to Jesus of all times to be hitting form. If you're in a mini tour, it's now. You don't want to be playing nearly well during the year where you might win a few quid here and there. No. You want to be playing well now where you're gonna to have to go and earn your earn your tour card. Because Europro Tour Championship is at locker in three weeks' time. Um so his Perfect. his challenge tour card is is all but sewn up now at this point, I think. It's uh, Stewie's Dermot McElroy yeah. certainly is. Um, uh, Stewie like that would have would have definitely helped. Like made a massive yeah, that makes a massive, massive dent into him been able to get there. But um, obviously the the top five is, is what they're all what they're all cl- clamoring for there. But obviously more so if you have if you have form going into into Q school season. Um, it's going to allow you to get some sort of a category uh, any which way you can. And look, the, the idea that he could go and transfer that across and, and win potentially or finish in the get one of the top 25s, that'd be, that'd be just enormous. Like. Oh, it'd be amazing. And it's been, it's been really, really good to kind of just dip in and out of his story as a, as a, as a story within the mini circuit scene. It has been a really, really good one to to follow because we do know that he did go back and rebuild the swing to now be where he is, where he's winning and competing to to get up to challenge tour. It's very, very exciting. It's I, I'm actually just looking at the rankings. Basically, he's only a thousand, literally a thousand euros away from the fifth place sl- slot, and given the fact that he is actually um tight fourth at the moment um, oh. is is very very interesting in an event which has a kind of similar money he is sorry tied 14th sorry he's four shots off the lead but I'm just looking he is ahead of everyone who is coming anywhere near him now he does need to go and earn money because like you only get a couple of grand for finishing like top 10 so yeah. he really does need to go and uh, and do something like now I say he's like tied. What did I say? Tied fourteenth. Like there's a there's a nine under on its own way ahead. He's actually only two shots off second second place. Wow, so yeah, that, that's where we are. Like it's this is like squeaky bum time, and all of a sudden he's the one like the the form horse. That's right. No, that's oh, that's great. And regardless, he's obviously. Do you need to qualify for the tour championship on the Europro? Do you know, or is it just the full field get into it? Uh well like he's he's tied eight and overall so he'll definitely yeah, be he'll in, definitely so. be there so like to yeah. to get to that point and be in a position where you know you're a, a, a couple of rounds away from 
getting into the challenge tour because yeah. we, we need we need it from an Irish golfing perspective to be honest for, for, for shit, the yeah. next generation of Irish golfers because you can only rely on Porrick, Shane and Seamus and Rory for, for so long yeah like we need someone to kind of join the European tour ranks as quick as possible like because we like Niall Carney and Johnny Calder are there and they're like missing the cut every every other every other day or every other week and it's hard going for them yeah. there's not much to cling on to from a, a from a constant perspective on the European tour in terms of having people in contention so look I think there's a there is a good generation there Tom McCabin obviously has his full tour card for next year that fella just isn't afraid of anything uh, John Murphy is there, thereabouts. He probably will could miss out. Like it will be tough for him. And there's a there's a few people knocking around in uh in Q School at the moment. Um, Rob Moore has obviously cruised through first stage into second stage, but like that's just like that's that's investing two thousand so two thousand euros to do Q School, and that's like two thousand quid to just go and torture yourself, um, in the most stressful golf environment that there is. So, yeah. So like, look the best way to do it is just qualify on merit through through the tour that you're on um you can only play the tour you're on and and she seems to making her making a really good fist of it yeah no i oh, look it's great to see i'm delighted for him and yeah let's see let's see now if he can get it if he can get it done this week that'd be great if he can get it done at tour championship all the, all the better i think mm. i think i'm gonna be at that <laughs> oh yeah, like Lockern is pretty cool, like in fairness. So yeah, yeah, it's worth work. It'll be worth going up to. Uh, worth going up to have a look at it. For sure, you did. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of golf events going up in the next. There's a lot while in Ireland worth going going to. One in particular, next yeah. week. Yeah, that's it. Women's Irish Open coming to Dromoland Castle the 22nd to 25th of September. We will both be there. Um, but the bogeymen are official media partners for the event i actually i sent you a photo of this i had to put it out like drop on a few of them i got these poker chips with our qr code in the back printed i got a hundred of them printed so come up to us if you want some ball markers with our logo on them you can scan the qr code i think they're great i'm dead proud of these i showed them to my mom there yesterday she's like they're pretty good they're pretty cool there's a lot of ambush marketing that will happen during the pro-am. They'll be dropped everywhere. Yeah. For people. We'll, we'll drop a few of them in the holes, on the tee boxes. You know. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, hand them out. They'll be like confetti. Confetti. So yeah. Just don't try and catch them in anywhere. <laughs> yeah, please don't. <laughs> but uh, no, so that's, we're, we're down at that. We're actually both in the bogeyman capacity and actually our own working capacity as well. So it's going to be a busy, busy few days. Yeah, we'll, for, be, for, we'll, be, we'll be triple jobbing. I think we're going to be there. I think it's triple jobbing by the end of it. So by the time it comes to Sunday evening, a well-earned point will be had, I'd say. Definitely. But yeah, no, looking forward to that. Like, God, Lingrant. I am so excited. I mean, yeah, just, we've been talking about this for a while. You saw Lingrant playing in the Swedish Mixed, which I'm incredibly jealous of. But I, I, I cannot wait to, to follow her for like four days basically uh yeah like outrageously impressive a bit of a like athlete really like a like a bit of a specimen to be honest <laughs> like strong long swing powerful compresses it like i'm not gonna like use a cliche hits it like a lad but like hits it like a she lot leather, of leathers the ball oh she like there's a there's a proper 
left wrist gets strong and steep and, and 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 solid at impact you know what i mean and it's like both both left wrists at impact and she wallops it it's not a case of nothing gets brushed off the surface in a nice elegant way there's a bit of violence to it um and she's like class she is just such a good offer she's such a good player like i you can't understate like she would not be on this tour on the european tour for like just after the season that's done like we we've lost her to the lpga so if you're in ireland and you can watch her like it's 15 euro for the for a ticket yeah like i cannot i cannot say this enough you will have very few chances in your life to go up and see an athlete of this caliber up close go and see her yeah, like there are like there's a hell of an Irish contingent. There's a lot of the Irish amateurs. Olivia Costa, who Olivia Costa's only like fourteen or fifteen from Roscommon. She's like a proper player. She's playing Katie Lang and Katie Pooch. Uh, Aidy Malch is there. Who obviously you, my tour guide, your tour guide, uh, who showed you around the place. Um, and then obviously Leona is there. Um. Like this, there's a lot. I'm just looking down through the field, at, like as we talk, and it's Olivia Cowan, like a lot of like Johanna Gustafsson. You've got Caroline Headwall, like you've got Annabelle Dimmock. Uh, you've got there, a lot of players. There are a few other invitees coming to the tour. Ram is there. Yeah. I cannot wait to see her play. Like this woman has, like this is the Adam Scott, I think, of female golf in terms of like how perfect the swing is. It's yeah. that level of, and it, like universally acclaimed to be that level. So Laura Davies uh, has played in it as well. Katrina Matthew, who obviously Solomon Cup captain, she's also the reigning Women's Irish Open champion. So she won this event yes. 10 years ago, yeah. which yes. is sick. That's pretty good. She's defending her crown. Like she probably thought that that was not a thing that she could do anymore. And here she is defending her crown. So she should be like, don't. Doesn't the reigning champ just get the the headline group? So she's got to be playing with. So I, I can I can see the draw already. It's Lynn Grant, Leona, and Katrina Matthews. Hell of a group to watch that. That's actually such a good group. Different type of like that's a different type of watching. Like to be honest, pretty yeah. cool. So honestly, honestly, guys, go go to this event. It'll it'll be just so good. The, the quality of golf that you're gonna to get to see for very affordable money on a great course that has had a huge amount of work done to it. I know it'll be it'll be so good. And like if you haven't seen the the video that we made from this event, um so I played uh round of golf with Aideen Walsh who was uh playing in the event, Irish amateur. She was part of the women's Irish team that played in the home internationals and and won the women's segment of it. Uh Arden, Team Ireland didn't win because it's obviously a joint event now. So Team England won, even though Ireland won the women's side of it. So she was part of that winning team. So herself and myself played the course, and I honestly we couldn't have got a better day. It was just flat cam, gloriously sunny, nice and firm. The greens were running unbelievable. Honestly, the greens are looking so so good. That uh yeah, if you haven't seen it, go check it out. It's on our YouTube channel now. It's on our you can see clips of it on our Instagram and our Twitter. But the full video is uh it's well worth a watch because you get a pretty good sense i think having made it i think you get you get a pretty good sense of what the course is looking like but then also what the signature holes are so like 7 18 are the two ones that i'd say if you're there for a day camp yourself 
half a day on seven and half a day on, on 18 green and just watch the balls come in. And life will be good. As long as it isn't raining. As long as, yeah. as, long as it isn't raining. Yeah. Please don't let it rain. <laughs> yes. Are you playing any golf this weekend? Uh, yeah, I'm playing in the Johnny Gold Senior Match Play League thing that's on. We have it. We were playing Letter Kenny last week and we played them again. It's like five home and five away. So we're way down, like 4 1 down or something. So kind of have to win 5 0 to pull it back. Come back is on. The comeback is on. Yeah. Did you I, win your, your game? Though? No, I fucking blew it. Yeah, I was one up on 17 and lost the ball on 18. And bogey 17 and lost the ball on 18. In strange circumstances, but less said about it, the better. Have you recovered from the 100 holes in the day? Uh, I tell you what, my back is still sore. <laughs> I've noticed my bottom of my back gets gets quite quite sore, but uh, I'm back in the gym as well, so I'm kind of building it all up at the same time. Um, the winter program is on, and oh yeah, I'll not be ever doing that again. Ever. Yeah, I'm gonna try and I'm gonna, I'm gonna try and winter well. Um, I haven't I haven't yeared well this year, we'll say. <laughs> You've had a big year. You've had a big year. What have you got fun? Are you heading up to Alcana for a for a knock? Yeah, I'm playing Alcana to Thursday and then I'm playing Grange on Sunday. Ooh, nice. So um nice. Yeah, looking for I need to get a bit of practice in before next week, you know. That that starts with a part three, doesn't it? Uh Grange, it does. It got a, it was doing a bit of work to it. Yeah, I remember uh, when I was there last, so it wasn't because they obviously have like 15 or holes or something like that. Uh, but it does start with the part three, yes, right? Um, I think the next time you hear from the two of us will probably be on side of Tremont, yes, we'll so, do something. Um, I look forward to seeing you in person, I look forward, I look forward to, to talking to, to you guys again. Speak soon on the tee, Jack Nicholas. <laughs> This is the minute the millions around the world have waited for. We will allow you to enjoy all of this. They are dancing in the pubs of Dublin. Harrington with an ace. And we have a shining star at sunset. Rory continues his run to greatness. The return to glory.